Hey guys, it's Anthony Bandiero here, attorney, senior legal instructor at Blue Gold Law Enforcement Training, bringing you the roadside chat. Now, this one is going to be a little long, but I think worth it. It answers, this is great real life stuff here. So the officer from, it's an officer from Missouri. Basically, the question re revolves around hot pursuit. So what are the hot pursuit requirements? But let me read to you what's going on with this case so you have some context. And I again, I think it's going to be worth your time here. Okay, this is great for like roll call training and so forth. So this is this is excellent. So an officer observes a male about to exit a house, but upon seeing the officer, he steps back in. Pretty common, you know, suspicious behavior, not necessarily reasonable suspicion, but it's suspicious. Now the officer knows that this location has a history of drugs, right? It's a it's a it's a known drug house. So he goes down the street, he parks. He then sees that that same male exit the house cross the street at an angle against city ordinance, right? You got to be 90 degrees, thus committing an infraction in the officer's present presence, okay? The male then enters a property of another person who the cop knows has complained about people crossing their lawn. Now we have probable cause for the, for the, the crossing street violation. And now we have reasonable suspicion that they're violating, they're trespassing, even though we don't have a victim at this point, but we at least have reasonable suspicion that the person, the owner of the house would not want this and they would want to follow a complaint. Okay. The officer drives down the road. He's going to try to make contact with this guy. And the male upon seeing the marked patrol vehicle, we're not, we're not chasing him. There's no lights on. He takes off running, unprovoked flight into an address where a woman was standing at the open door. So he runs into the house. Okay. Slams the door. The officer gets out, quickly approaches the door, knocks and announces, hey, police. And the, the lady answers the door. And he says, the cop says, where did he go? And she replies, who? <laughs> Can you picture this? The officer pushes the door open past her. No resistance by her. She doesn't resist, but opens the door, pushes past and goes into the house and observes the male exiting out the back window the cop does not follow because he's too big for that window so he goes around to the you know out to the front and, and then into the back to pursue him now he doesn't see the male but when he gets gets back around to the house he hears the woman talking to a male inside he believes that that male is the one that he was chasing so he re-enters the house he then does a protective sweep and locates a different male hiding in a closet. Now that person wasn't the guy he was chasing, but that, that person has uh, a warrant and he's arrested on it. This is, there's a lot of moving parts here. So we're gonna pick this thing apart. So the first question is this, right? Does hot pursuit apply to the initial entry into the home? And the answer is no. The reason why it's no is because the cop did not start the chase until the guy was already in the home. And we do not have any evidence that this guy has just burglar or you know entered a home that's not associated with him or th that these people are now victims of a home invasion. You know, the, the cop is most likely going to believe that he knows the, the, the suspect knows these people. But under hot pursuit, the chase must start outside the front door. 
we have all this, we have all this, we have the probable cause for the, for the traffic violation or the pedestrian violation. We have the reasonable suspicion for trespassing. We have unprovoked flight, which is reasonable suspicion, but we don't have the chase. So therefore we don't have hot pursuit. If he made, the cop is asking, if he made the pedestrian stop before he ran, could we chase him? And the answer is yes, but use good judgment, right? The answer is yes, but use, use good judgment. We, there is a U.S. Supreme Court case um, being litigated right now. I forget the name off the top of my head. It's out of California. Being litigated right now about whether or not hot pursuit applies to misdemeanors. I do believe it does, but we'll find out for sure this year. Okay. He then wants to clarify about this unprovoked flight. Does that get us into the house? Again, the answer is no, because even though you have that unprovoked flight, the cop did not start the chase until he already made it inside the home. What about, so, so again, so I believe that the cop entering the home to look for that mail was unlawful. Okay. I believe it was unlawful. I don't believe the cop has, and there was no consent there either. Even though the lady did not resist the entry of the police, it does not matter. They have, they don't have to resist in order for being unlawful entry. I mean, why, first of all, if they resisted, that can get them hurt, right? Maybe even killed in some extreme circumstances um, where things just got out of control. So a lot of people wouldn't resist. They would just let the cop do what they're going to do and they would litigate this in court. So that's also not consent. The cop re-entering the home. Well, again, even if the cop had probable cause that the male is inside the home, we still have no reason to get into the home. As I told you, hot pursuit doesn't exist. We have no exigency. There's nothing about the situation that's ex exigent, meaning we don't have time to go get a warrant. We could just go get a warrant. We, we probably know who the guy is. We go get a warrant. We go from there. Also, it's a very minor crime. There's no evidence I've been destroyed. Nobody is in danger. And then this protective sweep. Well, we're not in the home lawfully, so there is no lawful protective sweep. The other issue I have here with this case, quite frankly, is how the hell are you identifying this guy in the in the in the in the in the, in the, um, the closet? I mean, even if I'm just I'm, I'm just trying to think about this here, even if the, the, you were lawfully present and the guy's hiding in the closet. That's that's definitely, you know, if you if you did a lawful protective sweep, I get it. You can get him. You can probably put him in handcuffs. Right. Because he's obviously very suspicious. Um, you ask for his ID, he doesn't give it. But the problem is, is like, that I have with this is that, is that the, the cop knows it's not him. So it seems to me that the cop is detaining this guy for an investigation, which he knows he's not part of anything going on outside. So I'm just not sure about this. You know, I'm not sure why, how this all went down. Did he ask for ID and the guy gave it to him? Okay. But if he demanded ID and detained this guy, I just I just have a problem with the whole thing. Okay, I'm looking. I, I just have a problem with the whole thing. I, I think that this thing is fatally flawed in many different ways. I think that uh, this wasn't best practice. I do know at the same time, I'm not being critical, guys. I was a cop too. Um, these decisions are made in the heat of the moment. Cops are, you know, they feel they're doing the right thing, which I understand. However. When you enter a home without consent, exigency, or a warrant, you are doing one of the most intrusive things that you can do under the Fourth Amendment. The Fourth Amendment 
protects the home like nothing else. Your body is less protected than your home. So whenever we're going into a home, we need to have our ducks in a row because if something happened where we're, you know, getting litigated or we use force and somebody gets killed or hurt, um, you know, it's, it's going to be very highly litigated, very highly scrutinized. We want to be on the up and up on this. So guys, that's, that's my opinion. Um, you know, I may be missing something, you know, these, this is a lot of moving parts in a very small fact pattern. So I'm sure there's other things going on here, but those are the things I'm kind of thinking about as we, uh, as we talk about this scenario. So there you go. I hope it helps, right? If it helps, do me a favor, hit the like button or comment, hit subscribe. That lets YouTube know and your fellow officers know that this, this is helping. And finally, share with your friends. Let them see this. Let's get up to tens of thousands of subscribers. Why not, right? Don't you think this is good information? Until next time, my friends, keep doing the great job you're doing out there. When it comes to law enforcement training, we are the gold standard. Visit bluetogold.com or call 888-579-7796 to learn more about our training, books, and free webinars. Also, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this channel.